Hey, this is Kurt Angle. This is Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Running like this. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 439, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Ways that you can check us out on the worldwide internets, uh, markingout.com, where you can listen to all the episodes. Or if you pr- uh, prefer to listen on a podcasting application, Talk about Google Play, talk about Stitcher Radio, talking about the Apple Podcast. Uh, you can do that. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We would really appreciate that. And we'll read your review on the show. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube.com slash out 11 Instagram.com slash out 11 Why is it 11? You know uh, well, I mean, marking out was not available for whatever reason, and eleven is the year that we started. Been podcasting since two thousand eleven. That's right. We thank you, everybody, for still listening, regardless. That's on a shirt at prowrestlingtees dot com slash marking out. They're having a big Fourth of July day sale, not even till, until the fourth, all the way until the eighth. So make sure you scoop up your shirts, your tank tops, your patriotic shirts. Um, yeah, and they'll get them to you. They're good like that. ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Email us, out one at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Uh Dave, unfortunately, is not with us. You can join uh, on Twitter and his wonderful antics at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. I'm also here at Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you, thank you. We uh we hung out Saturday night. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. We hung out. We had the I spoke about it on the we had the the barbecue at the Hell Husky. Uh, and it was a good time. Good time I old. I uh, picked up some of that marinade for the chicken. I everyone's picking it up. Really? It's like yeah. My mom texted me the next day. <laughs> it's called like it's World Harbor lemon pepper like marinade i i marinated chicken thighs in it for this barbecue i had and people were going nuts over it see i i picked up uh an italian one and a sweet chili one i think as well okay i used the sweet chili on chicken and i cooked the chicken thighs today uh but a majority not a majority of it a little bit of it burnt so but the chicken the chicken was really good and so was the marinade what did you say yeah I said that that's how it's supposed to be a barbecue stuff. No, no, it's like charred, like beyond charred. Like I picked it up and I, it was as if I was eating a chicken wing off the bone. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing. That's you don't want that with boneless chicken. Yeah, true. Yeah, but it was fun. We we uh, I mean I've not really played wiffle ball, but I hit the ball once. Yeah, true. And I went, yeah all I, I liked, no, there's four back out of like the fifteen you guys hit over the fence. That's Dan. I believe was all over the fence, but I, I went, I hit the ball, got to first base and Jordan tries to tag me that I'm out. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm on first. And he goes, no, 
first is the slide. I was like, what do you mean first is the slide? I'm on the, the swing set. That's the whole it's the whole thing is first base. He goes, no, it's the slide. I was like, look, you're going to have to give this one to me. I wasn't great in sports <laughs> as a child. <laughs> and I was like, we good? Am I on first? He goes, okay. Yeah. Oh, and then boy. the most surprising thing of the evening, we played hacky sack. Yes, we uh, did I think play. That's probably my first time playing hacky sack. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, we had a good time up until then. Then everybody left and like a core group of us just kind of hung out. And then somebody mentioned playing hacky sack because we were in a circle. And I ran inside and I always have a hacky sack. I always have a hacky sack like right next to my computer desk. So I knew where it was and we played we played for like an hour, I think. It probably. And then it turned into Dan funneling beers. <laughs> I don't know, like I just pulled it out of my butt. I just Dan's like, oh man, I could really go for a funnel. So I go on my shed and <laughs> you, there's you pulled what out of your butt? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So And it's funny, like I my, my older brother like would play hacky sack, but I would never I was never into it, and then I was just – I didn't know how I would do, and I was hitting the, the hacky sack. I was hitting the sack all the yeah. rounds. Yeah. But, yeah, what else did you do this week besides my house? I did crush happy hour. Nice. I uh, also got my ticket to see Spider-Man. When are you going? I'm going Sunday. Okay. You got your ticket or no? Uh, I I don't know. I'll, I'll see it when I see it. I'm, I'm not, seeing like, people are saying this is better than Endgame, which is like, wow, that's high praise. I did. I saw Toy Story this week. Yes. How was that? Uh, it was great. Really enjoyed it. Really it, enjoyed it. It's a lot better than what people like. I loved it. I yeah, thought I know, Forky like, and I thought Forky was perfectly cast. David Hale. Yeah. Um, Tony, Tony Hale. Tony Hale, sorry. Well, I think it's David. I don't know. Regardless, that's too Maybe because David last com- week said that they were terrible reviews or something like that. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And then Keen Peel, the Bunny and Ducky, yeah. were hilarious. So yeah, good. and it, it, I, it leaves it open for Toy Story 5. I, whether well, or not we also, get that in nine years, who knows? I think it, it leads it more to split into two separate entities of movies. I don't know if I see that happening. I mean, it could be, it could happen. You never know. I, well, definitely a hundred percent can, but I don't see, like because because then it, what does it become? Like a a spinoff movie, and it's like, oh, by the way, we're getting the adventures of this, and we're getting the adventures of that, or we're yeah. not seeing the adventures of that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. See, so, yeah, I think it's been doing well in the box office nowhere. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just people were like shook with Spider-Man so far that I'm seeing. You've been shook a lot recently. I looked at your uh, Twitter account. <laughs> Have I been shook? I don't know. You've been hanging out. You've been ordering shook crew shirts off ProWrestlingTees.com. I have not. So that shook? No. No. All right. But you, I'm. I don't even know if you can. But if you can, um, do it. Do yeah, it. Get some, get some shook crew shirts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else? Book Crush and Happy Hour. Got your ticket to see Spider-Man. That's, uh, that's about it. Hopefully, um, I'm hoping to see Yesterday sometime in the future as well. That movie where the Beatles, like, all of a sudden the guy wakes up and they're no longer there. They don't exist. And uh, then he writes, yes. like, the Beatles songs or whatever. He has all the Beatles songs. Yes, I saw the trailer for that when I saw Seek for Life of Pets. Yeah, it looks too. interesting. Yeah, my in-laws saw it the other day. I also, uh, did they enjoy it? Yeah, I think so. 
I didn't really talk to him that much about it. So I was gonna say I also enjoyed at uh, at your house when we were watching the fireworks, booing and cheering the cars. Oh yeah. So <laughs> if you folks live in the middle of an intersection, we I have the best game for you that we came up with on Saturday night. Um, you know, if you went through defensive driving and you went through you know driver's ed, you're supposed to wait three seconds stopping at a stop sign before you can go. So about you want to say about like twenty of us, Brandon? Yeah. I'm at 20 of us stood on my front lawn because you could see the fireworks from my front lawn. And whenever somebody would pull up to the stop sign, we would scream at the top of our lungs, count out, one, two, three. And if they went, then we cheered them. If they passed through beforehand, um, they, uh, you know, we booted them. So, See, it's annoying that, like, people don't stop for that. Oh, I know. But the best was the one guy. He was about to completely blow the stop sign and then saw us counting him down. And then he started laughing hysterically and just stopped. Which I thought was great. So. Yeah. And that's what it should be. Like, I, I don't understand how you could go through a stop sign in a residential area like that. People do it all the time. It stinks. It's Excuse unfortunate. Me it's really unfortunate, especially because, A, we're like five houses away from an elementary school, and, B, that said elementary school is not given a crossing guard by our county. Which that, like... Perplexes everybody. To, to be so close to a street and a bunch of houses and a lot of traffic, that makes no sense. Yeah, I know. It does make any sense. But, yeah. yeah. But how was your week? Well, I said I was so Toy Story barbecued big barbecue on saturday smaller one on sunday worked uh worked uh monday tuesday i don't know what i did yesterday was tuesday oh i went to this cool makers mark thing right by your house oh you know i was gonna ask if you went to kentucky <laughs> yeah I went to Kentucky. that, just that for really a that threw me and i was like there's no way he went to kentucky i was shook about that <laughs> Are we going to be able to do a podcast this week? I can't do it by myself. I could do it by myself. Well, as we spoke about... <laughs> nice. Oh, Good reference, Brandon. But um, we've spoken about it on the show. Me and myself and Dave are uh, ambassadors for Maker's Mark, so we get all these emails about promotions. As am I. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got it, too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, me and... Uh, uh, my father, stepfather, whatever you want to call him, he's more of a father. Bad daddy issues. <laughs> uh, anyway, regardless, that's three prosynthesis.com slash market out. You can put this... America for 20% off. Yeah, that's it. Um, I got this e- uh, email saying, oh, hey, we're going to be bringing the makers wagon around for promotions and tastings and stuff like that. We're going to be at this place on Tuesday. So me and uh, Rich went. Uh, we got a couple tastings. I got a coaster made out of uh, wood with my name, Cliff Cliff. Calligraphied on it for free, for free. Wow, I didn't get and an got... email. Maker's Mark, what are you doing? Yeah, and then they're going to be at a different place today. But I was like, I'll go yesterday. And then uh, we went and uh, we smoked some great cigars at a little cigar lounge, and then I uh, came home. I thought, like, I really for like a quick second, I thought you went to collect on <laughs> on your barrel. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was telling. We were with a bunch of my stepfather's friends afterwards and we we're talking about makers i'm like yeah i'm an ambassador for it and i explained them to what's that and they're just like wow that is awesome is he an ambassador like, yeah. or no no and they wanted him to sign up so uh but he didn't no i'll just get all the gimmicks <laughs> that's did you you got the 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 uh 
the coaster? Yeah, the coaster for free because you're an ambassador, or just they were just giving them out? Well, you know, I went up and flashed my uh, ambassador's uh, card, and they were like, all right, come this way, sir. How are you? Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was, and they had, like, virtual reality, like, because, you know, Maker's Mark is dipped in the red wax. They had, like, a, a virtual reality that you can, like, dip your own in the wax and stuff. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like, it's just, gonna... it's just, like, you dipping a bottle into wax. Yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, trying to get the wax drip uh, perfect. Well, you know, Sally turns hers to the right. Yeah. But oh, Jeffrey yeah. turns his to the left. <laughs> yeah, I, I just sent you a picture of the coaster. Well, we'll put it on our Instagram once the uh, episode's out. Yeah, we definitely will. Because like, we have an Instagram, and Marking yeah. Out 11 on Instagram. Yeah, that's it. Best uh, pro wrestling tease commercial ever. It's quite difficult to do Instagram from a laptop. Yeah, that's why you should uh, update your phone. I got Oh, yeah, I got a new phone this week, too. Oh, really? Yeah, my battery life is insane. I had it charged this afternoon. I forget what time, but it's now only it's, it's 79%. It's like the first time I really charged it, I took it off day and a half. Didn't have to charge it. Wow. Was it just got down to 20%. It was amazing. My, my phone typically doesn't need to charge for like a week. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, your 1975 Pantac. Yeah, you know the phone, you know the phone the Paulie used to come out with. That's Brandon's phone. Yep, that's me. I, I call timeouts and everything with <laughs> Zach Morris. Oh, is that is that a wooden coaster or is it cork? Wooden. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and you can like put your initials in like the big barrel that they have there. It's pretty cool. That's interesting. Yeah, and then tomorrow's Fourth of July. And we're gonna you know do a bunch of stuff. Which it's weird. I feel like I. I, I for everyone's like on the internet today celebrating as if today is the 4th of July. Well, it's like a very extended weekend since it's on a Thursday. Yeah. So. Eh. It's weird. When I think of 4th of July, sometimes I think of uh, the Wonder Years. Why? <laughs> I think that was the, the series finale happened on the 4th of July, I think. Speaking of series, starting and beginning, Stranger Things, tonight at midnight. I was going to. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh, I was going to. I should definitely catch up. I. I have to watch season two, and I was waiting for season three to come out in order to, like, watch season two. Because, oh, okay. like, there was, like, enough time went by. So you did watch season... season one? Oh, yeah, season one, and I thought it was great. Outstanding. Although the the first episode of Stranger Things, I think I watched it, and I was like, oh, I don't know about this, or I fell asleep. So I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, this is this is good. I'll watch it again, and I'll watch oh, it again. And then, like, I'd watch, like, multiple episodes at a time because that's what Netflix does to you. Yeah, I watch so many things on Netflix sometimes that like, that like it's just insane, and I leave them to like pile up, and it's like, oh yeah. god, I got I got this series to watch, I got this series. Yeah, well, we're halfway done now with uh, Game of Thrones. We just finished season four, so we're gonna do Stranger Things season three, and then go back to other, go back to Game of Thrones. Are you um, finding a lot of silence? What do you mean in Game of Thrones? No, I I haven't realized like when Dave mentioned Becky Lynch's promos and her breathing heavily. Oh yeah. I didn't realize that until Dave mentioned it. So no, I definitely I noticed that, but I see that's like I, I don't understand why that happens, but I I, I could understand yeah. how like if I, like if I'm doing a show by myself, that's why the ums and uhs and uh. Yeah, I, I say um on the show all the time, but it's You've like very it, it's very difficult to like speak. Well, at least for me, it is. It's very difficult to to speak by myself, and then like, because where do you take a breath? Absolutely, it's difficult. You got to like remember where to breathe, and yeah, and then you, but, you run out of air. Ooh. 
going back to Stranger Things, I was going to start at midnight tonight, but I realized that we have a rager of a day tomorrow. So I thought, you know, getting some sleep would be more appropriate. Did you know July 6th through 9th at the shops at Columbus Circle, They this is completely unrelated, they have a uh, celebration of Seinfeld 30 years. Well, they're doing some Seinfeld thing on the 5th at Shea Stadium. Oh, yeah, I saw they have the Jerry Seinfeld Mets bobblehead. I'm going to the Cyclones game on Saturday, and it's Grateful Dead Day. Oh, is there, yeah. that comes with a bobblehead then? No, it comes with a tie-dyed Brooklyn Cyclones hat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, not really. Listen, I, are you going to – I mean, I, I, it's the Cyclones, but I, I, it's still cool. Yeah, well, it's the Cyclones. I used to serve their uh, head coach, Edgardo Alfonso, second, former second baseman for the Mets. Wait, Edgardo Alfonso is their coach? He's the, and you know who their bench coach is? I don't Andy, even. Andy, Andy Chavez. Oh, that's. I thought you were going to say something. No I thought you were going to say somebody like uh, John Olrood. <laughs> and, and it's, dude, I had no idea that was. I, 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 for whatever reason, I was thinking that was uh, Michael K doing the calls in All Star Baseball '99. He's doing like the weaker of the calls. It's John Sterling who just took a first day off since what 1988? Did it say or something like that? 1986. I don't know. It's, which like a crazy amount of time. Somebody was like, oh, Derek Jeter played three years of uh, high school baseball, won this many World Series, and then retired. That's when. That's how long it's been since he took a day off. So speaking of John, you see, you saying John Allrood, um, I was talking to Dan on Saturday, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm like, we're driving here, and out of nowhere, Brandon just goes, John Allrood. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't remember him. Wait, he doesn't remember John Allrood? I don't remember John Allrood. You don't? No. He was on the Yankees. I know he was on the Yankees, but that was like the 50s. He was on not... the Mets? It wasn't the 50s? What are you it talking about? No, that's what I meant. He it was, was in the, like was the like, early 90s. On the Yankees, though? he was. Yeah. On, wasn't it like early 2000s, or is that not? Was I he forget. on the Yankees? I don't remember. I don't remember. Dude, I I would pop to meet John Olrude, not John Olrude. <laughs> I would pop to meet Edgardo Alfonso because that like that's also one of those names from the '99 Mets that <laughs> John Sterling now up to the plate. Edgardo Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he used to go into the restaurant a bunch of times. I went I went to uh, John Olrude's Wikipedia page and. It mentioned right here in the first paragraph or second paragraph, I guess you want to say, is Edgardo Alfonso. Yeah, Fonzie. Because they were, let's see, also a three-time Gold Glove winner. He was an excellent defensive first baseman and part of Sports Illustrated's best infield ever. Cover in 1999 with Edgardo Alfonso, Ray Ordonez, and Robin Ventura when he played for the Mets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's really fun to do the John Sterling voice. You should try it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm kind of I'm kind of going to be excited Friday and Saturday. I'm going to listen to it because I want to maybe whoever takes over for him just like crushes crushes the job. He just loses his job. Like, oh, that's not I don't want to. I, I would like to meet John uh, John Sterling just to hear him say like. <laughs> can you just say John Olrude? Like, like this isn't a really weird request, but can I just hear you say John Olrude and Engardo <laughs> Alfonso? And Ray Ordonez. (laughs) He played, played, by the way, uh, Allrood played for the Yankees in the 2004 season. If at all, even. What is going on? I'm sorry, my my computer's freaking out. Did some 
Okay, there it is. John Olrood was signed in early August by the New York Yankees to fill a void left at first base by the injury of Jason Giambi. And when didn't Jason Less Giambi than get hurt? two weeks later, the Yankees visited Seattle to play the Mariners. Olrood started the second game on Saturday, August 14th. His first time up, Mariner catcher Dan Wilson went to the mound to have a conference with pitcher Jamie Moyer. Ah, Jamie Moyer. <laughs> Yeah, so he played He played in the 2004 season. He came yeah. from the Mariners. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, that, that was your said John about... Olrood history lesson. <laughs> Brought to you by Brandon. And John Sterling. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we had a, another pay-per-view this week. Yes, we uh, did. Yes, AEW Fighter Fest. Live from the Daytona Beach Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida, uh, Brandon and Dave uh, sat down at the table and uh, watched most of this thing. The most luxurious gaming and wrestling festival of all time. Really? That's it? Well, because it's making fun of Fighter, or not Fighter Fest, Fire Fest. Yeah, Fire Fest. So, anyway, a couple pre-show matches. You had the Best Friends defeating SoCal Uncensored and Private Party. They are going to advance now with a first-round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Which I believe Private Party was offered some sort of new contract of sorts. Really? I believe so, Is if that's what I read correctly on the the news sites, that they were so impressed with them. Yeah. Um, I was uh, stoked about this. I wasn't expecting it, but hey, listen. I won predictions, I think. You did? Because oh, I, yeah, that's right. I, I wasn't picked... here. I didn't have it right then. Well, no, you had your, you had your predictions. Yeah. I picked best friends. They were one of them. And then um, I had Rio as well. Oh, really? Yeah. But, like, right off the bat, with the whole setup of this event, I I really enjoyed the fact that they had tents set up. I thought that was funny to make fun of the fire fest. But this uh, three-way tag team match was really good. Yeah, absolutely. And, these again, now it's like these three teams are going to kind of – and then – the, what is it? The Dark Carousel? The Dark Crystal? Uh, Super Smash? I don't know. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> I forget what they're... Uh, uh, but, yeah, it's a, that's a great four teams, and you still haven't thought about the Bucks, and you haven't thought about the Lucha Brothers. They have a solid tag team division, and they're going to do something that WWE doesn't do and focus heavily on their tag team division, which is awesome. Uh, next so up, The one have... thing, though, that was annoying is that... Is, they're not really sticking to the whole 10 count thing. What do you mean? Would you definitely notice that a lot later on in the, the six man tag match when they, cause they made, they went out of their way to say, Oh, instead of a five count after somebody tags in and out, we're giving you a 10 count. But like they don't count. Oh, they don't. And it's kind of annoying. All right. Uh, next up, you had Allie defeating Leva Bates with Peter Avalon. Which, uh, this was originally supposed to... Well, I mean, apparently this match wasn't ever supposed to ever happen, but they were... I guess the pay-per-view companies or something were advertising um, uh, Kylie Ray versus Leva Bates okay. on the kickoff. So we all picked for Kylie versus Leva. Okay. But... They just they had this librarian promo and then Allie cut her off or whatever and they set up this match. I this match was not good. Okay, I didn't see it. So this, I really can't this know. match was like ten minutes too long and it was an eight, eight minute minutes match or whatever. Seconds. Yeah, I, I did not. And I really I still don't get the whole librarian thing. That doesn't like it's not 
that's not entertaining to me, and I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah. All right. Next free show match. Um, of things I don't get. You have to, yeah, you guys, I didn't see this one either. Yeah. Michael Nakazawa defeats Alex Jabaley. Yeah. The hardcore match. Nine this minutes, was, 30 seconds. This was their second time wrestling, apparently. They had last year when CEO Gaming whatever worked with New Japan. Alex Jabroni worked with them and uh, faced Michael Nakazawa. All right. So I, I, it's like a big gaming convention. Not a convention, mm-hmm. a tournament or whatever. So he's like the founder of it. Oh, Mike Jabaley? Yeah. Okay. And I this match was awful. This match was absolutely awful. The one like redeeming quality was the fact that I think the cameraman slipped in the in the baby pool of water. Nice. Like I I, I feel bad for Nakazawa to have to be put in a match like this, but if he did it the once before, and if you think that this match couldn't get any worse, go back and watch their original match because it was even worse. I I don't think I will. It was terrible. It, this guy literally paid to be in the pay per view, basically. He's a he's a money mark. Although I mean I I don't know how it works. They, they I guess they had the building booked and then AEW attached their name with it. Uh, it was uh. and then they used for the the tournament the next day they used the ring the entranceway and everything for the the gaming stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. All right, but it was cool. terrible. But something that wasn't terrible was the first match that kicked off the event, that being Shima defeating Christopher Daniels. I might talk <laughs> like John Sterling from now on. <laughs> I, I, when, you, when you read results, I think you should. Yeah. Shima defeated Christopher Daniels. Uh, yeah. I, I thought this was a smart match. Two solid ring generals and long-time uh, – Players in professional wrestling putting on a, a great match for almost a ten minute match. Definitely didn't think uh, Shima was picking up the victory here, but yeah, I don't think that, was, that was nice. Yeah, I believe we all picked Christopher Daniels. Nice. It's weird. Yeah. I always want to say Christopher Danielson. Uh, probably because of Brian Danielson. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, next was a triple threat match. By the way. Allie versus Leva Bates is, I believe, the first singles match in AEW history for women was not at all what you should expect from the women's division. No. But uh, this, this, That's what this, I watched this match later on. And that's, this match is awesome. Yeah, Rio picked up the victory, defeating Yuka Sakazaki and uh, Nyla Rose. And yeah. this was, again, I, 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 you guys didn't really like the whole Joshi style for double no, or nothing. I, but I feel like for this, Nyla, Nyla Rose added to it. Yeah. Just, you know, she had that huge, she had a huge spot, the leg drop, I think it was, of the second. Someone's dangling in the, the ropes, if I was not mistaken. I don't, I don't she, really she, uh, she hit somebody with a big move who was dangled in the ropes. I remember that in the match. Yeah. But, and again, I'm like a, I'm a fan of Rio. Yeah. So that yeah, she, so, she definitely she won me over at that last event. Uh, yeah, all right, cool. All right, next up, uh, Adam Page defeated Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus. I like this tag team of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I feel like they can be a lot of fun. I rewatched the Good Dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> oh, and MJF was in the match too. I MJF was uh, great on the microphone beforehand. Oh, so good. 
But I did. I rewatched The Good Dinosaur because I the, the only other time that I watched it was going down to Mexico on the airplane. Okay. And I don't know if I like I fell asleep or I just didn't like. I, I remember not liking the movie at all, and uh, it still wasn't that great of a film, which is weird for like a Pixar. But it was a lot better than I remembered it. But it's just like a bunch of like nothing happens, which is weird. Okay. But yeah, so the the whole Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy that reminded me because it's about a dinosaur and uh, a little human boy. Yeah, but like, would you would you not? You had to expect Adam Page to win this match just because going yeah. into all Absolutely. out. That's like the only nothing else made sense. Yeah, next match. Uh, the next match drew a little controversy as. Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen went to a time limit draw. Uh, both these men putting everything on the line. Yeah, Making some big spots. Darby Allen taking that huge apron bump. Coffin, uh, coffin splash to the apron. Like yeah, that, that hurt. A hundred percent. But uh, the, the biggest thing to come from this match was what happened afterwards. Where Sean Spears shows up and smacks Cody Rhodes uh, over the head with a chair and clips the back of Cody's head. Uh, an yeah. unprotected chair shot of sorts, which the young bucks said that the chair itself was gimmicked, but it failed, I guess. Yeah, but he also took he also swung that thing very awkwardly. It wasn't like it was like an over the head balls Mahoney chair shot. But hey, like here's the thing too. So many people are still like, oh, we don't see chair shots anymore in WWE. Meh, meh, meh. Oh my god, Cody Rhodes took an unprotected chair shot. That's not safe. Blah, blah, blah. It's so I, I, contradictory of people. I, I don't, I don't know. It definitely, I mean, obviously we can't, we're not in a position to say they shouldn't be doing that, but no, absolutely there, not. There are studies that prove, like, maybe they shouldn't be doing that. And, of course, even if the, the chair was gimmicked, that the part that wasn't gimmicked caught him in his head and he needed staples. Yeah. Well, staples. Which is, like, I, I saw, I was scrolling through Instagram, because we have an Instagram now, at Out 11 and uh, <laughs> I happened to see the back of Cody's head, and I was like, oh, I don't want to see that. Yeah, it was, it was ugh, something. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So hopefully, and and what's also another thing that's like really kind of irks me about this is after the the show when they do the whole um their whole like Q and A with the press type of event. I love. I like that. I, I like that. it. I I liked. I enjoyed the the promo that not the promo but like the whole segment with MJF and and because I think he's great on the mic, but. Like they they use like foul language, and Tony Khan was interviewed, and he's like, oh oh, like everything you see on this pay per view is like nothing what we're gonna have on TV, like we're not gonna have violence like that, we're not gonna have like thumbtacks, we're not gonna have chair shots like that, we're not gonna have, um, I don't know if he said like blood or whatever, but we're not gonna have cursing and stuff. But from what I here's understand. the here's the, but here's the thing with it now they can draw these fans these events because that's where they have the intergender stuff and this is where they have the hardcore stuff but that just like it irks me because it's like why have it in the first place if it just sets you up for like maybe for fan disappointment in the future it's like oh my god like they're doing chair shots they're doing this they're doing that but oh wait a minute they're no longer doing that 
Yeah. It, it only happens on pay-per-view or whatever. I don't know if if that's going to happen, well, but people are paying for this rather than watching it on, you know, public, you know, television. It'd be it'd be like really awesome if every event of theirs was free. Oh, I know. Absolutely. But it you know, it's them getting trying to get the name out there, you know, working Bleacher Report about making this thing free. So I think it's cool. Which maybe uh, maybe it'll be like every like event that's not like a major event. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be a good thing for Bleach Report. It's like, hey, we've seen so many more subscriptions come into Bleach Report Live and people staying because of our involvement with AEW. Maybe they'll talk about Fighter Fest. You know that All Out will not, 100% not be free. Oh, yeah. That's, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, an event like Double or Nothing, an event like All In, All Out, those could be your paid pay-per-views. But like uh, an event that's taking place or like the, the Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, that's just it's not like a, a it is a pay-per-view, but it's not a pay-per-view kind of. I mean, this, all these events are just leading up to like the big brands like opening of, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, all Elite Wrestling on what, Tuesday Night Titans or, or Wednesday Night something. Wednesday Night Delight. <laughs> um, next up, you have the Elite Kenny Omega, Matt Nick Jackson feeding the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. Young Bucks I just was, put themselves over and being marks themselves with their Street Fighter gear. It was Kenny Omega also was yeah, well, in forget, that Street Fighter. I, I think yeah. it was – I don't know if it was Ken or something. No. Kenny Omega was like the boss. I forget what his name is. But Ken and Ryu were – uh, Oh, Bucks. Ken, Ryu, and – yeah, I Googled it the other day too. But I, I, when that entrance was happening, I had like – I literally had no idea what was going on. It was just two people. To me, it was just two people that looked like Chad Gable that I knew weren't Chad Gable. <laughs> and then and some, like, fat guy that was doing, like, a Batista thing, if I'm, like, remembering correctly. The Honda. Who is that? The Honda? No, no. Oh, no, no. I, I, the, the, the fat guy that was in the entrance that Kenny Omega took out during it. Oh, I, I don't know. I had, like, I was literally so lost I didn't realize it was the Young Bucks until Omega came out and, like, they all did the, the three-man pose together. I just thought yeah. they were extras, like they had the models at the beginning of the show or whatever. Yeah, from random. I, I really, I thought the Young Bucks were extras. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I didn't really play Street Fighter as a kid. I didn't realize it was Street Fighter until like, until I realized it was the Young Bucks. Yeah, true. And yeah, of but, course, they, they're at a gaming, a gaming uh, event. Of course, they're going to dress like video game characters. Oh, yeah. All, all, at all the marks, and they're just like, hey. Yeah, but uh, I, I, honestly, I was kind of disappointed with this at some points because I feel like they take too long to do move setups. Okay. Like everything, it's just like it's just like their their moves aren't like move, 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 which is what we want. But when you're doing like high spots, they're they're taking too long to do the actual setup. Yeah, no, I understand I, because everything has to be perfect. Uh, this match is going to be happening again, though, because it has been confirmed for Triple A, uh, Triple Mania. It's going to be the Elite versus the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid what? again. Wait, so then yeah. I, I wonder, I, I have to want they, they, I still like, I'd be blown away to see AEW not included in the, in that Triple A show at the Garden. So now that it's a six man tag at Triple Mania, I wonder if they'll have for the tag titles or something at. The, you think the, the, you think the Bucks York. go over the Lucha Bros again at Triple Mania and then uh, go to We the, won the Garden. I don't know. I have no idea. 
Yeah, I can't even. And also, they took a lot of time in between seg- in between matches. Oh yeah, with, with like commentary and stuff. Which they had that guy Golden Boy, who I have no idea who he is. He was pretty good. Uh, a lot better than the Alex, whatever his name is. Who Maybe they're speak. just using somebody from like each area. He, apparently, I guess I think Golden Boy is uh, a video game esport commentator. Okay. So I think that's what they were kind of doing. But like you can like trade out like you know Excalibur, Jim Ross, and then this guy Excalibur, Jim Ross, and that guy. Like for like Chicago, you use somebody maybe from like the AIW commentary. I don't know. We'll yeah, say. no, I, I get what you're the tour de commentary. Yes. Um. And next up, your main event: John Moxley defeated Joey Janela. In what I thought was the best match of the night. Which I thought it was kind of hokey that they were like, ladies and gentlemen, this is your actual main event when they were talking about the Elite versus Lucha Bros. Ah, yeah. And then they like reset everything and they're like, now for the match that's not supposed to be happening. I like that though. I, you know, to to it, me it was it, hokey, but I... Suspend your, I know, I, I agree too, but you know, suspend your disbelief for a little bit. I definitely liked this match, and uh, it was really cool seeing Joey Janela in a position like this. I know, especially the, that big uh, ladder spot with him jumping off onto the tails of the outside. Yeah. It's just uh, like, every, I don't know how... Like, how can you... I, I, I get that it doesn't, like, go... It's only A thumbtack is only so short. Or only so long. Yeah. But if it's in the heel of your foot, like that's got to hurt, right? Oh, absolutely. And he had a oh, bunch in up. his shirt. And I mean in his, in his, in his shirt, in his I saw, foot. I saw for, forget somebody posted a picture of Moxley spitting out the thumbtacks and like, yep, this is one of the pictures of the year in professional wrestling. I liked uh, the picture that Mox posted after the event, like the next day with him sitting next to Joey and <laughs> flipping Drinking him beers. off or whatever. Yeah, Joey's flipping him off, I think. But yeah, this uh, it's, uh, you know you this is Moxley's first uh, match in AEW. Also Smart interesting way. is that I, he kept his, his the same gear from Double or Nothing as opposed to the gear that he's been wearing in New Japan. Oh yeah, because New Japan he's been wrestling in those little bicycle trunks. Yeah, I mean, kind of trying to keep it two different characters. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be on fight for the fallen. We shall see where AEW goes from here. We're going to keep our eye on it because uh, you know it's some fun. Yeah. So a uh, little bit uh, other pay-per-views. We're not going to do predictions for this because we really, because of the exclusivity. Of Impact Wrestling, we don't Which really get to watch. They just announced, I believe, or unofficially announced that they're switching again to AXS TV. Access? Is that what you call it? Yeah, isn't it? Uh, I don't get it. Isn't that where New Japan's on? Um, it, they might be. I think so. They have like the Friday Night Spot. Wow, Women's uh, Women Wrestling is on there too. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I don't. I don't get that channel on Optimum, so that sucks. Yeah, I, I was hoping I, to be able to watch Impact I, I, when they when they announced that Wow the Wow show. I was hoping to wow. watch that too, but that, that didn't happen. Wow! And wow. I have to now I have to catch up on Glow because I wow. have to watch season two, and now season three comes out soon. Yeah, oh boy! But, uh, but yeah, you have anniversary uh, a bunch what? of bunch of a bunch of cool matches. You have Eddie uh, Edwards versus Killer Cross in a first blood match. Um, Sammy Callahan, this is big. 
uh, will be facing against Tessa Blanchard in an intergender singles match. This is the first intergender match out of any pay-per-viewed thing. So that's pretty cool. Wait, what do you mean? Like you, like all the like pay-per-views and stuff like that, like AEW and WWE. This is the first intergender match on like a big scale pay-per-view. Well, I mean, in years at least. Yeah, I don't remember the last time it's done, but anyway, your impact. Maybe, maybe team... China versus Jericho, or something yeah, like that. Maybe, yeah, the good housekeeping match. Yeah, which I, I, uh, I don't know. Like, it's funny when I when like Ryder ribs <laughs> Jared about it. They like playfully like I don't know how they grew to be so close, but it's funny. Like on the WWE watch along, it was funny to watch him. Like they're like, oh, we can't speak about that. I think. Oh jeez. Uh, LAX <laughs> will be defending their Impact Tag Team titles against the Rascals, which should be a fun match. Yeah, apparently uh, WWE a... might be interested in LAX. Uh, but they can't call them LAX. What are they going to call them? Um, I don't know. Exactly. The I mean, they don't really need to be called LAX. The Knockouts Championship will be defended in a four-way Monsters Ball match with Ty Valkyrie defending against Sue Young, Rosemary, and Jessica Havoc. Which that's, um, I cool. want to say, maybe the second time women are in the Monsters Ball? I don't think so. If it's not, if it's not the, it's definitely, there's more than one. Third? Wait, third? I'm not too sure. Moose will be facing off against Rob Van Dam. Rich Swan will be defending his Impact X Division Championship against Johnny Impact. I think it's the third time. Oh, really? Yeah, you had Rosemary versus Jade once. You had uh, Taylor Wilde versus Daphne. Okay. And then this one, yeah. All right, cool. And then uh, your Impact World Championship, Brian Cage, will be defending against Mike Elgin in a battle of the big boys. So that'll be cool to watch. Maybe I'll uh, tr- hopefully get around to watching that this week. What do you, like, even watch this on? I have my ways. Like, what are, like, where do people get this? Is it on, like, people have to order it on pay-per-view or is there an app? Yeah, I think they have to order it on pay-per-view. Or they have the Impact still has the WWE Network style thing. I, I guess, think? I don't, yeah. I it's don't funny, know. this is the, uh, July 1st was like the five-year anniversary of that uh, Dixie Carter ringtone thing. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, we still, no response. In 2017, she DM'd us, but that was it. <laughs> hey, y'all, Dixie Carter here. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's uh, that's your what you have coming up at Impact's Slammiversary. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Hey y'all, Dixie Carter here. Chris, stop your pumpkin picking and answer the phone. Back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans. Let's get into some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. That's fine. I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll gladly accept that. Um, but before we get into that, we got to talk about big news. Uh, there's some creative changes on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman now have like executive roles on Raw and SmackDown, which I find very interesting. Which they're like right under Vince McMahon. It should be Triple H. Well, Triple H, maybe he's right under Vince McMahon for NXT, or maybe he is Vince McMahon of NXT and doesn't need to be for Raw and SmackDown. 
and honestly, I have no idea what like what any of this even means, especially since like for for a few like I don't know years now or maybe a year or so, Paul Heyman's been doing creative stuff with them. Yeah, because we've seen it with like the Ronda Rousey documentary that they've put out and the Alexa Bliss documentary mm-hmm. that he's been he's been like working with the talent. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Again, I have no idea if like when it even comes into effect, people are like split down the middle. Like, oh my god, they did it this week, or oh my god, they start after Extreme Rules. I have no idea if like what happened first is because of Paul Heyman. But yeah, here's why. Monday Night Raw opened up with Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman, which ended in a no contest. Because Braun Strowman uh, speared or bodied Lashley through the entrance stage, and they they were both out. We had some pyro. We had a, a weird camera angle that we've never seen before from like the side of the stage behind, like the behind side of the stage. And that's just a bunch of dead air. But um, the the spot itself, I thought was cool. But uh, camera camera work was. Uh, uh, I guess they didn't practice it enough. It was that dizzying camera angle again. Like they shook it on purpose to make it seem like more dramatic, as yeah. if, as if you're on the, the the twister ride at Universal Studios or whatever. Oh, what a cool! That was a cool ride, though. I like that. <laughs> it was. It was. But if you were filming it and then watching it back, you're like all shaking all over the place, which is just like I can't. I can't watch that, but. Uh, the, the spot itself I thought was really cool. Corey Graves dropped a holy S live on air. They didn't, yeah. they didn't bleep it, which I thought was weird. But, yeah, I mean, you got to do something with these two guys. And if it's like uh, anything you could do, I can do better type thing. Yeah, which is why I thought last week, like on the – I don't know if I said it's on, on the show, but to, to me, like the next match that they should have would be at Extreme Rules and it would be like a four corners strap match sort of thing. Yeah. Because they, they have the whole tug of war, like, oh, I could pull you, I could pull you, yeah, well, let's see you pull me to all four corners. Well, they're saying that uh, Braun Strowman may have a ruptured spleen, and yeah, Bobby well, Lashley went out on his home accord. Now, with this, I have no idea, like, if that would even be at Extreme Rules. It doesn't seem like it will be. Yeah, no. It's funny, Bobby not. Lashley, they had him cut a promo, like, they well, not cut a promo, but they aired a, a video of him on SmackDown Looking as if he was about to go golfing, so he can't be that. Yeah, I know, this, with this baby blue uh, polo on. Yeah. But uh, up next, you had New Day, that being Xavier Woods and Big E taking on the Viking Raiders, winning via disqualification because Samoa Joe came out and attacked Xavier Woods just as Big E went for a hot tag of sorts. Yeah. Uh, Kofi Kingston ran down to make the save, um, but Samoa Joe... And the Viking Raiders beat down Kofi Kingston, which I don't think I I don't know if I like that the Viking Raiders were helping them. Yeah, it's like because like came, we like, like we haven't really seen them be heels. We haven't really seen them be faces. They haven't really done anything major on the the main roster. Mm-hmm. So it's like so much so that it's like oh like because obviously this match had nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with the Viking Raiders. It has everything to do with Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston and the WWE Championship. So yeah, it's like kind of I, just I still, an accessory now. Yeah, they're just like floating, doing nothing, which makes me like, oh, they really still shouldn't have been called up just yet. Yeah. But um, 
I don't know where this is going to lead to, but due to the whole like no wrestling during the commercial break sort of thing, a six-man tag match was set up during the commercial break, and we came back to Samoa Joe teaming up with the Viking Raiders to take on and defeat New Day, all three yeah. members. Um, it was like obvious that it was going to be turned into a six-man tag. Yeah, we gonna have ourselves a six-man tag match. I liked when uh, Xavier Woods took out uh, Roe through like the diving through the middle of ropes, and then Hanson took out Woods yeah. diving through the ropes. Shows uh, their agility. And then it, the, the the end of the match for me kind of sucked because Samoa Joe had Kofi Kingston locked in the Coquina Clutch, and the fans were going absolutely insane for Kofi Kingston. And right there, the ref raises Kofi's arm, it goes down, and then, literally, I've never heard a reaction like this before where people are so like going absolutely crazy. They're going absolutely crazy for for Kofi Kingston, and then it literally just stops. The crowd instantly yeah. dies when Samoa Joe wins, which is like you don't—you really don't hear that often, which is just nah. crazy. But, but yeah. So yeah. up next, we were supposed to have No Way Jose versus Cesaro. However, you had Drake Maverick and his wife uh, Renee sitting ringside, and our truth came out to kind of taunt Drake Maverick because she had kind of given him the ultimatum of uh, "It's me or the title." And he, like, was sitting there. He was lying on the barricade in front of Drake Maverick. Drake stands up to, like, almost maybe think about going after R-Truth. And then everybody, the typical 24-7 championship crowd, runs down to chase R-Truth. Truth escapes. And then Cesaro just attacked No Way Jose from behind, hit the uh, neutralizer on the outside of the ring. So that was an interesting segment. Yeah. Up next, you had Street Profits, the NXT Tag Team Champions, interviewed there. Uh, they were like they flashed them on the screen before Raw like officially started. But um, I, I really I don't know what's gonna be like. I don't know what's happening with them. Yeah, they 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 haven't even had a good run yet with their NXT Tag Team titles. Let them stay in NXT for a little bit. If you can bring up anybody, bring up bring up Undisputed Era. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I see. I don't want undisputed era up yet either. But like, certainly, I don't know. I, I guess maybe they'll still continue to do Raw and NXT since they are the champions. And like the yeah, last, true. the last champions, the last tag team champions came up to the main roster, and literally, they get they had to give back the titles. They had to give them up. Yeah. That being the the War Raiders, the Viking Raiders, the Viking Experience. So the Viking Experience. I, I don't know what they're doing. It's fun to see Street Profits on Raw. I had a, a I enjoyed seeing them. Later on in the night, they interacted with with uh, Paul Heyman, and I thought that yeah, was which, cool. Which is cool. Yeah. Which people are the internet rumors are is that Paul Heyman is one of the people who, or is the person who was like, I want the Street Profits on Monday Night Raw. You know, you give them promos for like a month or so until, you know, you give them a match, have them be in a bunch of squash matches against a bunch of tag teams, and then until then, you know, whatever else you got going uh, on. I don't even know. Do we do we need to see Street Profits on Monday Night Raw and have matches, or could we just have them do backstage segments? Have them do backstage segments for right now. 
And then I guess at uh, NXT TakeOver Toronto taking place in August for SummerSlam, we'll have they'll have a tag team match. Yeah. So I wonder if you could hear fireworks. I no. Hear them, I hear them going off. I don't hear them. I just hear my air conditioner. That's <laughs> it. Next up, you had the Shana best Mac. in the world. Yeah. And Drew McIntyre talking about The Undertaker. And, uh... Then The Undertaker comes out. Yeah, lightning hits the ring post. So we had two forms of pyro. Yeah, that, but it was that being, pyro... It was... It, it, see, it wasn't... It wasn't... It was pyro for a reason. Yeah. It was a pyro, just that pyro. Right, exactly. Which is something that we definitely always had during entrances, like... Which, if, if they want to continue with, like, this sort of pyro, then I think that, like, it makes sense. I don't know how often yeah. you could fit something like an electrical explosion or a lightning bolt into a weekly TV show. But um, I, I really like that Undertaker promo here. He was yeah. saying he won't let uh, Shane and McIntyre rest in peace. And, and kind of based off of what Undertaker was saying, I thought it was going to lead to a Buried Alive match at Extreme Rules. That would be pretty cool if it did. But uh, it was announced on SmackDown that it's a tag team no-holds-barred match. I wonder if it's a uh, an anniversary edition for that, for the uh, the mean? movie. Well, the, the movie was like 30 years old now or something. The no-holds-barred with Hulk Hogan. Oh, uh, okay, that's right. Yeah, so uh, maybe they were like, oh, uh, no-holds-barred. Let's, let's do that. Even though we see no-holds-barred matches like almost every year at WrestleMania. But I really enjoyed that promo. It's unfortunate that it's on a tag team buried alive match. Yeah, true. Uh, up next, though, we had Lacey Evans defeat Natalia, uh, which I really think Natalia makes people who aren't what they could be in the ring make it look like they are. Better, yeah, puts them over huge. Yeah. Uh, and Baron Corbin grabbed Natalia's foot during this, causing yeah, the, helping uh, her out. Yeah, causing her to lose. So it's an way, interesting team. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Baron Corbin could sing as uh, well as Lacey Evans can. I don't – I don't know. I, who knows? I'm always, like, surprised when, a, like, a WWE superstar can do something else. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I Like, it, it, I, because all we ever see is them wrestle. So when I see, like, a, a pro wrestler do art and it's, like, really good or um, or sing even. Yeah. Like, we have Alexa Bliss's, like, grandfather or whatever was, like, a country singer. And she, like, occasionally sings on Instagram or whatever it is. And it, she's got a good voice also. Mickey James can sing. You know that? She has several albums. Road Dog can probably sing if he tried. Yeah. Because With My Baby Tonight I, is still, I think, one of the greatest songs to ever come from pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, up next, though, you had The Miz taking on Elias in a two out of three falls match. Are you getting tired of them? Two out of three falls matches? Yep. Not really, because I really haven't been able to watch Raw that much. Mm. So, I mean, I catch things here and there, but, you know. But how about uh, Abby the Witch? Mercy. Mercy. Okay, uh, Abby the Witch was on uh, SmackDown this week. Again, Mercy the Buzzard uh, making his way. If all the friends in the Firefly Funhouse are making their way onto Raw and SmackDown somehow. I believe we had Miz uh, being watched over last week, too. So I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the Miz. Maybe. 
Or maybe just has because Daniel Bryan was one of them too. No. Yeah. But I but liked, yeah, next I liked how Elias like he strummed his guitar and as soon as the, the guitar hit, Miz's theme song cut it off. And I, and then uh I don't know, something that kinda irked me here also was Michael Cole mentioning the fact that they're gonna cut to commercial after Miz got the first pinfall. Okay. Michael Cole was like after the second pinfall, we'll cut to commercial. And it's like, I, to me, that almost guaranteed that we're going to have a second pinfall in the match. Okay. So that, I just, I don't know, that that didn't sit with me. Oh, I'm sorry. Because, like, you. if we're having two out of three falls matches, I don't want to know that, like, or I don't want to assume that we're not going to have two, two straight wins in a row, which we have seen recently. But... Whatever, Miz, Miz won. Yeah, Miz won. Uh, next up, you had a little uh, in-ring promo with the man. And well, even the well, actually, back it was backstage. Becky and Seth being interviewed, and they were cut off by none other than Mike and Maria Kanellis. And Maria spoke about giving birth, and then said Rollins is only champion because he hadn't faced Mike Kanellis yet. And then they challenged to a match, and the match was set up, which I marked out for. And you had Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins pick up the victory over Mike and Maria Kanellis because um, Seth Rollins tagged Becky Lynch in, and she went to go after Maria, and Maria drops off the apron. And announces to the world that she's pregnant. Yeah, which is actually like shoot legit. legit. <laughs> which is like what a way to introduce the world to your pregnancy. Yeah, and then also it was just like the burial of Mike Bennett saying, "Hey, next time I want to get pregnant, maybe I'll just ask Becky Lynch to do it." Like, yeah. ouch! I, that it was really weird that she was like, "There." I don't know what angle. Like, I don't get the whole B rating thing. I don't know where it leads to. Yeah, especially because he's a 205 Live guy. Yeah, but uh, Becky Lynch made him tap to win. Yeah, so you think we'll maybe see a, a Becky Lynch, uh, Barrett Corbin? Oh, I, fish. I don't think we would see that. All right. I, I think it would be Becky tapping out Lacey or, or Seth pinning. Something to that nature. Yeah, uh, but up next you had a oh, – also uh, – for next week, Almas and Vega challenge them to a match on Raw. So we're going to be seeing That's be real cool. Yeah, we're going to be seeing Andrade, Cian Almas, and Zelina Vega taking on Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. I'm very excited for that. That's taking place at The Rock, the Prudential Center, I believe. In Jersey? Yeah, I believe. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, next Monday. Oh, wow. But up next, we had a moment of bliss, which was cut off by Carmella, which I liked when uh, Corey Graves goes, oh, I don't, I know, I don't, something like, I, I never condone cutting off Alexa Bliss, and Renee Young goes, oh, maybe this time you'll make an exception, and he goes, what does that mean? <laughs> I thought it was funny, because yeah, Graves is in a relationship with Carmella, off screen, That's right. off camera. But, uh, yeah, so that happened, and uh, Carmella came out to question why Nikki Cross wasn't getting the title shot if she's been the one doing all the work. 
And then she challenged Alexa Bliss to a match, and Alexa Bliss accepted, lost in six seconds. And then Nikki Cross, they cut to commercial, obviously. And they come back, Nikki Cross is facing Carmella. Carmella loses. Um, but I, I wish Nikki Cross had, like, a better finisher that looked like it could actually hurt somebody. She has, like, the swinging uh, yeah, it, fisherman it, thing, right? It, no, it's not a fisherman. It's just, like, a regular swinging neck breaker. All right. And it's like, eh. But, yeah, so they, they had that match, and that was that. Up yeah. next, backstage, Maverick and Renee were walking out to leave for their honeymoon. And he bumped into R-Truth while she was going to freshen up. And Maverick's like, look, I just want to leave. I just want to go on my honeymoon. And R-Truth is like, oh, okay, enjoy. And then he attacked him from behind. And he won the 24-7 championship. Maybe this is the, this is the way to like... I guess they knew, maybe they think the uh, 24-7 championship is a, a bust, so maybe they're just going to try to get rid of it by having Drake Maverick taken on his uh, honeymoon. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's a, a bust. Especially I, since on no, SmackDown, it kind of seemed like R-Truth was hinting at showing up during the honeymoon. Yeah, well, I, I know, I think the WWE performers have off uh, from, whatever it is, Tuesday or Wednesday till uh, Monday because of you know, they're, they had that big tour of Japan and whatnot. I thought it was really funny, uh, an Instagram video they posted of them showing up to the Orlando airport. And Maverick's like, we're here for our honeymoon. And she goes, well, what do you mean we're here for our honeymoon? This is Orlando. We live in Orlando. <laughs> and he goes, oh, well, Orlando's like one of the biggest tourist capitals of the world. Oh, jeez. I thought it was really funny. Um, but, yeah, and then uh, – Throughout the whole night, we had, like, backstage segments where the club kept pulling strings between AJ Styles and Ricochet. And it even led to AJ and Ricochet slapping each other across the face, which is, like, the loudest slaps we've ever heard in WWE. And then uh, it basically set up the main event, that being f- for the United States Championship. Ricochet, United Ricochet defeats AJ Styles. Uh, and then the biggest part of this was AJ Styles attacking Ricochet afterwards. He hit the, yeah. the, the Styles clash from the, the middle rope. The club were joined in on this fun. And uh, I don't know. It's exciting. Yeah, the club's back. And now it's the rumors are swirling that allegedly... Anderson and Gallows have signed new contracts with WWE. There now looks like they're going to be at this this heel stable, which is going to be awesome. AJ Styles is going to be a heel. So we'll see where it goes from here. I mean, I'm excited. I don't know if you would wish this, but I would I kind of wish for like I, I don't I don't think it'll happen due to the fact that Balor is the Intercontinental Champion, but I would not mind Finn Balor turning heel, switching over to Raw, joining the club and like actually for the first time ever in WWE history having like that four core group stable between the four of them. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. But then who you should have to add somebody else in there too. Well, had the four of them face off. You bring the, you can't bring the disputed era in as a no. baby faces. 
Who uh, is have they had? I mean, Jeff Jarrett was in the Bullet Club. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> they always Hulk Hogan always wanted to join, or they always wanted Hogan to join. He could come back. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see where it goes from there, right? We see that all the time. <laughs> yeah. But moving over, I was going to say across the pond for some reason, but moving over to SmackDown, it kicked off with the Kevin Owens show with Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, which uh, I'm surprised. I don't know if, like, Sami Zayn is injured or something. I don't know why he wasn't on Yeah, he just, like, wasn't randomly on there for some reason. It was so strange. And it was also, I I looked up the, uh, the Prudential Center Monday Night Raw and it's advertised to be Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn in like a dark match for the WWE or the Universal Championship. But I got an email today from the Prudential Center telling me that it's uh, a fatal. I think Braun Strowman was actually included in that list, but Sami Zayn was no longer included in that match. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know what's going on with that. But it was a Kevin Owens show. Uh, which was a very similar segment to when The Miz had to, like, read off the cards to ask them yeah. questions. But um, Ziggler cuts this segment off, does the whole it should be me, which Kevin Owens is like, yeah, yeah, we get it. It should be you. It should be you, blah, blah, blah. And then Shane makes them a tag team. They get into each other's faces, and Shane kind of pulls a Mick Foley, and he goes, look, I'll give you guys an opportunity. Defeat Heavy Machinery in the main event, and you'll be added to Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships at Extreme Rules. So that that's a, was an interesting, an interesting pairing that yeah. I was hoping to see more of, but that didn't happen. But uh, the first match of SmackDown saw Daniel Bryan defeating Big E, which um, they did do the picture-in-picture commercial here. But a majority of it was spent not wrestling. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to do the picture in picture, what's the point of doing that if they're not going to be... They're just like chasing each other around the ring. I thought they weren't even going to wrestle at first. And then they like started like wrestling. But I was like, why, why are they... And they did that like later on on SmackDown too. And I, I, don't, I don't get it, but... Dale Bryan gets the pinfall, hits the running knee on Big E. Yeah, Rowan took out Big E and uh, Xavier Woods, which helped him to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had a moment of bliss. Yeah, hosted by Nikki Cross. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, Bailey was the guest, came out to question why it wasn't Nikki facing her at the pay-per-view. And then Nikki was like, well, why aren't I facing you now on SmackDown? So then Bailey accepted, and that led right into Bailey defeating Nikki Cross. Um, yeah. Which I don't, I don't know. I go back and forth with how I feel about Nikki Cross. Why? Because, like, when she was with Sanity, like, I got it. But, but now you don't get it. Like, there's just nothing to it. Like, she's got, like, a, a very simple finisher. It's just a bunch of, like, crazy... Like, she jumps on their back and whatnot. I don't know. It's just, like, a limited thing. I All want right. more from Nikki Cross, because I do like her. Yeah, she's great. But next up, you had 
Uh, Kofi Kingston making his way to a ring, cutting a promo about Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe then coming it back out, says uh, he wants to shake his hand, and no, and this leads into uh, Trouble in Paradise. And... A, a middle finger first. Yeah, that Kofi. too. Uh, the, the, the thing here, Samoa Joe mentioned in the promo, which I thought was funny, something about like, oh, like Kofi Kingston getting like a new t-shirt, whatever, like. That's what they need to like sell merch or whatever. It was something like that about his kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe is wearing a T-shirt that was released in May of 2018. Yeah, hey. you had like the Fashion Police have had a T-shirt since then, come and gone. Ty Dillinger has had a T-shirt since then, come and gone. And it's like, wh- I don't understand why. Why not push? Like, if you're pushing Joe in a main event, why not release new merch? Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. But hey, listen, yeah, they, they got to push hard like Hawkins Rider to get a shirt. That's yeah. But now they do have a T-shirt, so I have uh, I have yet to wear mine. Have you? Did you I've get that? Uh, you haven't no, gotten it. So uh, they have yeah, but you buy all their stuff from ProWrestlingTees.com, so that's fine. I have the Stop Paradise tank top. I have the classic uh, shirt. But oh yeah, I got my Stomp in Paradise uh, bundle pack this week too. Yeah, a little squirt glasses, things. little squirt gimmicks. I, I think pants. I think their their newest shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees is just like a no brainer. It's a parody of Heath Slater's shirt, and it's oh, like, I got figs. I, I got figs. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. like hello. That's hello, like bro. like who? Uh, like how did you not think of that sooner? I know. But up yeah. next, bef- even before this match, we saw Abby the Witch backstage watching Apollo Crews walk to the ring, which is one of That's the creepiest things and I've she seen. Came out so, and she came out so quickly. It was literally one of the creepiest things I've ever seen Yeah, in WWE. But uh, Andrade Almas, Andrade Cien Almas, defeated Apollo Crews, which <laughs> I, this match was really good. Vega got involved. She hit the uh, Hurricane Rana behind the referee's back. Yeah, she's she's so good. Yeah. I'm like really pumped for that match on Monday. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And I'm, I really, I just like, I can't wait to see Almas as champion. I've been preaching this for months. Man, I'd also, I'd like to see more matches between the two of them. Oh, what? Pero Aguayo passed away. Like the the father. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it just it just happened now. So our condolences go out to him. Uh, we'll probably talk about it more next week on the podcast. But let's talk about positive things. Alistair and this Black. match. No, Harold Wyo. No, that that's wait. What? I'm so confused right now. I don't know. It says uh, Tommy. Yeah, Dreamer no, I see always... it. Yeah, yeah, no, I see it. Oh well, it's a shame. A day of shame. What? But up next, you have the Aleister Black promo about how somebody knocked on his door last week, and when he opened the door, they weren't there. And then he challenged to uh, challenged them to a match at Extreme Rules. Do you have any guesses? I thought you said. What uh, I read, someone said it was Cesaro. Yeah, that's what I saw it on the internet. I don't know if I, I, I don't. I mean, necessarily don't want to see that, but. Uh, Like storyline purposes, match wise, I'm all for it. It's gonna be a sick match. Yeah, but like, see, it just doesn't make sense. Like, where, why Cesaro, and like, what happens 
from that, they're on two separate brands. It's like a Romeo and Juliet of sorts. Like, is Cesaro going to show up every week to that? Is Black going to show up every week to Raw? Yeah, you don't know. Up next, we saw Ember Moon defeat Mandy Rose. Quick match. I feel like nothing happened here. It's just a match for a match. Yeah, like the highlight of the match was the Eclipse. It was weird. Which, by the way, speaking of weird, the next thing, Shelton Benjamin being interviewed about the WWE Championship match and who he thinks is going to win in Extreme Rules. He literally is just staring at the camera, smiling, looking around as if he's Al Snow. As if he was Al Snow. It was very weird. I don't know where that's leading to. I have, I it was very weird. It was kind of like as if he was trying to do that, uh, the famous or I guess maybe infamous, the Charles Manson thing ah. from the courthouse that Bray Wyatt once pulled off near perfectly in a promo, which was very, very creepy, weird. Maybe this is connected to Bray Wyatt. I have no idea. You never know. Uh, next was the main event. Heavy Machinery defeated Ziggler and Kevin Owens. And now they're at it's a triple threat uh, match now for the Tag Team Championship at Extreme Rules. Can I just tell you how much I like Extreme Rules? I mean, oh, that pay-per-view because I'm a hardcore kid. Um, but how much I love Heavy Machinery. Yeah. They're fun, man. And I feel like they, like, since their main roster thing, they were kind of floundering. And now that they're getting this opportunity on SmackDown... They're thriving on it, which is great. And they're like an old school, like natural disasters style team. That's what Dave says, but I don't, I really don't see them as that at all. Because they're fat guys in, in But like, but English. natural disasters didn't move the way. But they were, oh no. No, I agree with you on that. And I thought it was really cool to see the amateur style wrestling between them and Ziggler. Yeah. I liked the, I did like the pairing of of uh, Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, like I I wonder what's going on with Sami Zayn. You think he's hurt again? I don't know. He, he might have just been able to have the week off. Yeah, maybe he was vacationing somewhere where uh, that was better better than wherever SmackDown was. Possible that could well, be that could be it. You had I liked New Day. They had their own table set up and they attacked. Uh, oh, I, I I love that. They were just like, "Yep, yeah, we're sorry about the New Day having their own." Uh... Table. Yeah, they attacked Rowan and Debry. Yeah. I liked even like before the match started, Rowan's just sitting there like mean mugging New Day. Yeah, mean mugging. And then uh, after after Heavy Machinery got the win, Kevin Owens hit Dolph Ziggler with a stunner and got a huge pop. And that closed he's still down. I'm really happy that it is Heavy Machinery. Because for me, they stole that last pay-per-view. They did. They did. I was such a fan of that. Yeah, and their promos were so good because, like, Tucker will just, like, he'll cut these, like, straight-up Midwest wrestler promos. And then you have Otis who's like, yep, yep, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. You're going to get him. Yep, that's right. I did. No, I did fun. notice on SmackDown that uh, when they were cutting a promo, Tucker was mouthing everything Otis said. Yeah, and they're fun. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, it's kind of a throwback tag team. So, yeah, that's it. That's it for Smack. We don't have predictions this week. Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, and there's no shameless plugs, and I don't have a match of a week. So, Brandon, who's shouting out? 
Hey, wow, this is Owen Wilson. You're listening to Brandon's Shoutout. The first shout-out is going to Christy Carlson Romano's new YouTube show called Christy's Kitchen Throwback. Uh, she's from Even Stevens and Kim Possible. I don't know if you know her. Nope. I didn't think you did, but I, you have to know Kim Possible, right? And Even Stevens, perhaps? I know, I know Kim Possible. Even Stevens? Nope. Or are you too old for that, maybe? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so she's doing a new cooking show on YouTube with famous people. Episode one had Will Friedle on it. So uh, that was a Kim Possible reunion. He was Ron. She was KP. So it was cool. Interesting. Um, it'd be cool to see more guests. I don't know. Uh, definitely don't think she'll ever get Shia LaBeouf on there, who was her co-star in Even Stevens. But maybe. Maybe. Uh, also, a, getting a shout-out is the newest episode of WWE Ride Along with the Hawkins, with Hawkins Ryder, Ryder or the KFC. And the Iconics. Dude, I hate when they do those ads on Ride Along. I can't stand that. They did that once with uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. They were like, oh, we have to get this KFC. And it's like, I don't watch Ride Along for a KFC commercial. But they did a like an Austin, Texas scavenger hunt on this week's episode. I thought right, it was funny. Cool. Which one of the things was a uh, uh, whatever. It was, yeah, it, watch it. I thought it was funny. It was really funny that uh, Ryder, they had one of the, on the checklist, they needed to do a uh, an Abbey Road picture. Okay. And Ryder's like, what, what's that? And Hawkins looks at him. He goes, are you, are you serious? <laughs> and Ryder yeah. goes, what, the Beatles? We're, we're not in England. We're in Texas. So then they did the Abbey Road picture with uh, wrestling figures, which I thought was funny. But uh, nice. my last shout out goes to the NWO Pro Wrestling Tease video that we did for Cooking with Brandon, episode five. You posted it to Instagram, marking out eleven on Instagram, and uh, I just I like I've been like nonstop watching it. It was such a good video that we put out. It was, and uh, yeah, buy the shirt, marks. Yeah, use the code use the code america for 20 percent off those were my shout outs now it's time for our mark out moment of the week that is right our mark out moment of the week i'm john sterling <laughs> You have to cut some more, buddy. You might have to. But uh, first and foremost, the trailer for Jumanji 2 came out this week. Did you happen to watch it? I did not see it. Did you see the first Jumanji with the rock in it? Nope. So it's based off, uh, instead of a board game, it's a video game, and they get sucked in, and like the rock is an avatar. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I know the concept. In this this uh, sequel, it's they're still avatars, and they get sucked in. Uh, and this time, the kid's grandfather gets sucked in, who's played by Danny DeVito. Oh, so Jesus. for the whole movie, it's going to be basically The Rock doing a Danny DeVito impression, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Oh, jeez. So, and I thought the first movie was good. I can't wait to see the second movie. Uh, something from 205 Live that I popped for was Jack Gallagher 
in the main event. Everyone's doing their dives to the outside and whatnot. Tony Nese got like pushed when he was doing a springboard, which I thought was cool. But um, Gallagher broke out William the Third, which I, feel ah. like, I don't. I don't think we've seen that in quite some time. So no, um, I thought it was cool. Do you have any uh, mark out moments? Um, I marked out Joe Janela diving off the uh, ladder, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and what else did I mark out for this week? Buying shorts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I brought, uh, yeah, but looking at chocolate and them having those ravishing recruit shorts. So hopefully my wife doesn't listen to this and <laughs> ask me why I'm spending fifty dollars on shorts because they're just Bob Backlund. King. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's too, it's too late in the show. It's not like anybody's listening. Uh, but yeah, it's great. I uh, I also well, we you mentioned it earlier that Lacey Evans thing with her singing. Yeah, uh, she sang. She was singing "Blue," which uh, was originally sang, sung by Bill Mack, who uh, I guess he wrote it. But more famously, it was Patsy Cline and Leanne Rhymes. But I was just like blown away, and that uh, yeah, was pretty cool. But uh, unrelated to pro wrestling, um, I, I don't really know why I pop for it since I really don't care about basketball. But I thought it was really cool. They they dropped the trailer for for NBA 2K20, which is okay. usually a good sign that maybe next week we'll see some sort of uh, cover announcement perhaps for 2K Capacity. 2K20, I mean for WWE. They're not going to do anything this week. No, it would be it would have to be like a next week sort of thing. That's usually like we see it one week for NBA and then the next week comes WWE typically. Yeah. But in that trailer, they have the WNBA players in it for the first time ever. Which ah. I, I thought that was interesting. There we go. Yeah, and again, I don't care about uh, basketball. I didn't even know the I. Well, I, maybe I must have known, but I completely forgot that the Liberty are no longer at Madison Square Garden. They're uh, uh-huh. playing Barclays and uh, Westchester County, I think. Which which I saw the Nets have a game at the Coliseum now. Yeah, against the, the NBA Brooklyn champion Nets. Toronto Raptors. Yeah. That's cool. I, I mean, I it's think the, kind of, it's... that Brooklyn events group is like they don't know what they're doing i feel like i just yeah. eh, whatever it's just whatever bro yeah i don't want to say the catchphrase but you know it's yeah <laughs> that's one uh but, yeah uh, but that's our show yeah marking at 400 and uh gimmicks 39. 430, 439 next week uh dave will hopefully be back we can talk about that stuff. Uh, we'll talk about what's going next week. Might be a light show. Um, and that's that because it's, it's the summer. Not a lot of wrestling happens during the summer. People go away. We'll talk about our 4th of July's. I have a very baseball centric weekend ahead of me. Are you this going week- to that uh, Stranger Things thing or no? Well, uh, uh, the thing at Coney Island? Yeah. Well, I'm going to the Cyclones game that night. So we might try to go. To go early to check that out, and then go to Nathan's get some hot dogs, baby. Yeah, I've never actually. I, I went. Apparently, my grandmother took us there when we were younger, and, and she wasn't supposed to. No, nice. But uh, the, uh, we went. The only other time that I like went specifically to that Nathan's was just to pass outside of it when uh, I was on the way home from Philadelphia once. Oh, and I'm going to Philly in August. That's gonna suck. Why? What are you going there for work? I'm going for a Phillies Cubs game. Oh well, yeah. It's gonna be hot as hell. 
Yeah, it's it's gonna be hot everywhere. So, but not not everywhere. Everywhere. It's not Florida hot. Let's let's thank God that for that though. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> Florida's reaching like a hundred and one. I know. One hundred and two years old, brother. <laughs> a forty. That's just Shawn Michaels thing. Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, no. Then I'm going to the Ducks game on uh, Sunday. Oh, see, I always wanted to go to a Ducks game. Nobody ever wants to go. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Jordan and I'm taking my niece. I was at my uh, sister's house yesterday. She's like, I want to go to a Ducks game. I'm like, me and Jordan are like, you want to go to a baseball game? I'm like, let's go. And they live literally around the block from the stadium. Maybe you'll run into Jason. Uh, does he still do it? I almost, I think that he is back with them. Okay. I have to FB message him. Sal's texting me right now. I was trying to get Sal, I was trying to get Sal on the show this week. Oh. Yeah. But Sal, uh, Sal and his You could have got him work. to review... Uh, all in or whatever it was called. Fighter. Did he Fest. watch? Did he him and he him watched and some Kai of it. Yeah, watched a bunch of it with you guys. Yeah, I had to explain to his girlfriend that it 100 percent is not fake, and she <laughs> she's still like, if you ask her, she'd say, "Oh yes, it's fake." I was like, "It's a, it's not fake. It's 100 percent not fake." <laughs> Getting into a five of the mark. Yeah, but it's not fake. Wrestling's not fake. It's real. You can't tell me what's happening in front of me is fake. Yeah. Right. You can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that. Um, Marking out 434, Facebook.com slash Marking out, Twitter.com slash Marking out, 439, uh, Twitter.com slash Marking out, Instagram at Marking out 11, YouTube.com slash Marking out 11, Rate, review, and subscribe. Email us, Marking out one at gmail.com. Don't forget, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking out. Uh, and until next week, use the code America, 20% off. Till July 8th. Me, me, Chris Sweeney Dog, Dave the Rave underscore Mo, BTTG161. We wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh, I thought you could do it like John Sterling. Do it like John Sterling. Aru. And scene. <laughs>